The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. Honestly, when I say that Kels and I have been like freaking out about this interview for a long time, I'm not kidding. We've had this booked for months now, thanks to our lovely gal, Liz. Go Liz, Um, love you. Go Liz. Hi, Liz. Love you. Yeah, we got to sit down with Allison Stotter, who is the CEO of Blended Strategy Group. She is an absolutely killer businesswoman. She knows brand and talent and influencers like nobody else. And she's built this really incredible agency that brings all of those things together. Yeah, 100%. And like, yes, she has a very influential social circle, right? Obviously, but she's also freaking hilarious. Like we were actually laughing so hard before we hit record on this interview because she just had so many funny things that were happening. And you'll even just hear the way she talks, her demeanor. She's so like matter of fact, it is what it is. And she somehow doesn't take herself too seriously, which is something I really am going to try and take a, a page from her book on. Oh my gosh. I respect it so much. Yeah. How down to earth she was. The fact that she was willing to come talk to us 100%. is just wild. So yeah, you might recognize Allison's name because she did a collab with Skims. She did a collab with KKW Beauty because yes, Kim Kardashian is her childhood best friend, but we really wanted to not talk about that at all in the interview because Allison is an incredible businesswoman and what she's built is incredible. And we just wanted to talk to Allison and get to know 100%. her. And I'm so glad we got to. I, I am too. And I don't know if like, like this is the conversation that people should be having, not like what is your relationship relative to Kim? Like she is so impressive on her own. And one thing I think is also really interesting perspective is like with her dad's job growing up, literally managing artists. She, like the Eagles, Christina Aguilera, like massive, massive names. She's just so like desensitized to it. And so I think what actually she's in this beautiful position where she can look at the talent, she can look at the brands and she just sees the intersection of how they work together. And thus blended strategy group was born. So anyways, really interesting perspective. Allison's just amazing. Sit back, get ready for a laugh. And should we get into it? Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode. We are so excited for this one. Today, we're chatting with Allison Statter, who is the CEO of Blended Strategy Group. Allison, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you, ladies. Ah, we are so excited. So for starters, tell our audience what Blended Strategy Group is and how it came to be. Yeah. So Blended Strategy Group is a marketing agency that has an emphasis on entertainment marketing. My co-founder, Sherry Joir, and I started Blended about six and a half years ago with the intent to help service brand and talent in influencer and celebrity marketing. And over the past six and a half years, we have built out our suite of capabilities to cover multiple facets of what I believe takes collectively capabilities to make the marketing machine work in the current 
era of what is marketing, what is an influencer and all of the different things. So our capabilities are influencer celebrity marketing, PR, and social media strategy and production. Love it. And I think what's really interesting hearing you talk on other podcasts and conversations you've had, how you label yourself as like the brand expert. That's what jacks you up. You get really excited about that. But in this collaboration between you and Sherry, you're the talent expert. So how does that play in and what is your actual role day to day? Yeah, no. And and it's awesome that you pick up on that because when we started Blended, you know, my prior career was in talent management. So, you know, I worked in my family business and we managed a bunch of different talent, predominantly musicians and and global musicians at that. And so my skill set lies in the talent representation side, right? And I saw early on that talent and brand were going to leverage each other in a really unique way. And I leaned into it. It was just an instinctual passion Mm -hmm. that I loved and I leaned into it. And, you know, when I met Sherry, she comes from brand, right? So her background is brand and she is an incredible marketer. She was at L'Oreal and then she left L'Oreal to go to a company called EOS, which is um, the egg-shaped lip balms that were launched a while back um, and kind of threw pop culture by storm. And, Mm -hmm. you know- I'm pretty sure that I single-handedly kept that company in business because you should see (laughs) You and a lot of other people. Yeah, I know. I know. By the way, they had an incredible body lotion that I like. I savor my last bottle because it's not out there anymore and I love it. Oh my gosh. But the point in it is, is that we saw that her excellence and her understanding of brand and the intricacies that are that brand is met with from an internal perspective, whether that's marketing or finance or, you know, supply chain or retail relationships, whatever it is. And with my expertise in talent, that when you take those two areas and skill sets and you combine them, it's a one plus one equals 10, as opposed to a one plus one equals two. And so that's really been kind of what I think differentiates us in in who we are and and who our agency is and what we do and what our skill sets are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why we wanted to talk to you is because we see what Blended does as being so different from what a lot of agencies out there are doing and and the combination of things. So it's so interesting. I'm curious, how did you know it was time to leave your previous role and start Blended? How did you make that decision? Quite frankly, it was. It wasn't hard, you know, like I think that I, I'm super passionate and entrepreneurial and I knew that, you know, I had been there for close to 17 years and I'd seen so much and, you know, sometimes it's great to be in a family business and sometimes it's not so great to be in a family business. And I think that for Mm -hmm. me personally, I needed to kind of spread my wings and I felt it in my bones. I was like, you can do something on your own and you're capable. And I just kind of like had this vision and I knew that there was a market for it. There was a need for it. You know, when we started this business, people were like, what's an influencer? Mm -hmm. You know, this Mm -hmm. was really like when people, there were still bloggers. Right. And so I feel really lucky that I've been able to ride that wave of understanding what like life was like pre-social media and how marketing worked pre-social media. And what it is today, because I don't call it influencer marketing. Like I just believe it's marketing, you know? And for me, 
I was so passionate about it. I saw it. I knew there was a a need for it. And I just took a leap of faith, honestly. And I was like, I can do this. If anyone can do this, I can do this. And I'm really glad I did, you know, because I think that also as a female, it was important for me to spread my wings and do this on my own and figure this out. Not to say that I don't have help from my family because I do, you know, I Mm -hmm. still work closely with them and I still work with their clients and, and with my father and with my brother and with the teams that are there. It's just, I've created an engine that has, you know, we have equal value, right? Like they have clients that are very valuable to us and vice versa. We have this brand machine that is valuable to them. So it kind of nutted out for all of us in a really positive way. Oh, no kidding. And I think from what we've heard from a lot of other people is like when you grow up with such strong family ties in a certain industry, that breakout, making something your own is invaluable. And so we see it in skincare all the time. Someone we just interviewed, her dad worked for Neutrogenia for her entire life. And then she spun out and created her own beauty brand. And it's like, it's so empowering to be able to apply learnings that you've gotten over the years without having to be a clone of the other people in your family. And I think you've struck that balance so beautifully. Well, I appreciate that. And and listen, you know, like I have a lot of other friends who have either stayed in the family business and thrived. I have a friend who took over his family business and is crushing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's not to say that there's, I don't ever want to steer anyone in a direction of like, get out, get out. Like it was specific to me and what was yeah. best for me and what my career needed to, to grow, you know? And I think too, that like it, sometimes it goes back to being a female, you know, and, and it is, there comes a stigma with, oh, well, she's just, you know, she just works for her family. It's like, yeah. so I, I appreciate when people acknowledge that like everyone is capable regardless of the success that anyone in their family has or hasn't had, right. Anyone is capable. Yeah. It's so true too. And so now that you're six years in, that's that's impressive in itself. For people that un- don't understand the agency world, it's kind of funny. There seems to be this big amalgamation of agencies and then everyone splits out and creates their own agency. And then it, there's this big amalgamation again. And it's almost like this cycle that keeps happening. How do you guys feel like you stick out from the other PR, social marketing agencies out there? Yeah, it's a really good question. And it's funny because truly ever since COVID, and it's actually gotten worse since COVID, like, because there was so much, you know, layoff and the great resign and all the things, you know, that there is an influx of agency, whether you call them agencies, or you call them creative shops, or you call them consultants, or whatever you call them, I think, you know, some of them do really fabulous work. And Some of them, sometimes I'm like, you know, this is, this fucks with, this fucks with us, you know, like these actually, these act, these people are great and I'm sure they're lovely, but they're not experts, you know? And it's, it, I think that where we stand out and where we're different is that we have this engine of capabilities that really is needed under one roof. Because what I've found just even being an agency of record to to clients and to brands is that it's really hard. It's hard for us to manage those relationships and keep our clients happy and keep them focused on the work that we're doing and not on the work that they're seeing from other competitors or from other mm. agencies that come with other competitors, you know? So it's it's important for us that we are very hands-on with our clients and helping them navigate what is just not just a massive space and hard to navigate and hard to get through the clutter, 
but also a very fast fleeting space, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to move fast in our approaches. We have to move fast with the people that we're implementing into our campaigns. We have to be quick on our toes about the social strats that we're putting in front of our clients and how quickly we're able to execute them. And for us, I think that where we stand out and where we're different beyond just the fact that at the top, mine and Sherry's skill sets are so different. And so they're so Mm -hmm. complementary, but also just that we are an agency that can kind of be one-stop shop right? Where you're, where the brands, just as hard as it is for us sometimes to manage client relationship, it is just as hard for our clients to manage agency relationships, if not harder. And, and, and so the way that we've approached this has been very much of like, how do we make it easier on our client as well? Right. And how do we bring these capabilities together to be that one-stop shop? Because I also fundamentally believe that they all need to be fluid, all of these capabilities together collectively, they all need to be working hand in hand and talking to each other and leveraging each other in order for the end goal, which is whether it's a product launch, whether it's a brand launch, whether it's a book launch, whether it's marketing a new brand, whatever the goal, whether it's just a simple influencer campaign, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that goal is, that end goal needs these three things, no matter what. They need the influencers, whether they're using it in a seeding capacity or whether they're doing it in a paid capacity. They need sometimes, you know, brands call for the celebs, right? They need the PR. They need the amplification through media to be able to get the word out that these campaigns exist and that they're doing this work. And then at the end of the day, the most important thing they need is the content, right? They need Mm -hmm. the content. They need to be able to understand how is this content being cadenced out? How's it being cadenced out on the influencers channels? How's it being cadenced out and spread out on the brand owned channels, right? Those are two different Mm -hmm. things. Those are not the same thing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you see a lot of that work where like, you'll have a, you'll have a big celebrity or influencer do a campaign. And then what they post is just reposted on the brand channels, right? Like that, that isn't going to work. That's not going to cut it. Like they need to have their own content for that channel and they need to be doing other things beyond just the content that the talent, it's, it's a whole thing. And, you know, to take it even one step further, we're, we're able to produce all the content, which then gives the client so much more control in this day and age. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the machine and the wheel that's been created at Blended. And I'm, I'm excited to even add to it eventually. Cause I mm-hmm. do think that there's one, if not maybe two other capabilities that lend itself to this wheel to, you know, have the machine move at 360. And that's our goal. And that's how we're mm-hmm. different. Wow. You answered it perfectly. Well, you, you. <laughs> I get why you're different now. And I, I understand <laughs> the importance of, yeah, of keeping that all under one roof. Cause if it's, if it's complex when you're owning everything, it's going to be 10 times more complex when there's five different agencies owning different things. Can you tell us about, I know you can't speak to all of your clients probably, but can you tell us a story of how this has played out with one of your clients? Okay. So I think that there's two examples that I can give you that are really good examples. The first one is with our Ollie client last year. Um, you know, we've worked with our Ollie client for literally almost six years since like their inception and since our inception. And I'm really grateful for the partnership. You know, Eric Ryan started Ollie. He also started Method Hand Soap. He has an incredible model of, you know, just finding a category that needs disruption and going in and doing it from a very you know, creative, aesthetically disruptive way. When you think about the 
method teardrop or you think yeah. about the Ollie square, you know, and then he does target exclusives and this whole thing. And it's really cool. So we'd worked with them from their inception on all of their influencer work. And last year they came to us and they said, okay, we really want to try our hand at doing a bigger celebrity and putting them in a larger media spend. And so we came up with the concept. We work with them on the, you know, the concept of what that can be and who that can be. And we ended up working with them and guiding them Rebel Wilson and helped really put that into play and then amplified it via Holly's team, our PR team, and did all of the PR around that. And so it was really easy because our influencer celeb team was talking to Holly's team in real time as we're doing all of the things mm-hmm. from the negotiations and saying like, would you want this for PR? What's more beneficial to you? You know, would you want this da, 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 and vice versa where Holly's going to them as we're ideating talent and saying, you know, if PR is a big KPI for them, then don't put these people forward because they aren't as PRable, right? Some people mm. are way more, they convert better from a social perspective and media maybe isn't as excited to talk about them. But then you have other people who media is super psyched about, you know, and they want huh. as much as they can. And so Holly's team will really, the PR team at Blended will really help us as we're looking at talent. And then, you know, we obviously help and guide on all of the the shoot aspects and the, the production and all of that good stuff and helping their ad agency really nail in the creative. And, you know, that's where we'll pull our social team in to help them work with that and, and understand like, here's content that we need and, you know, all of that good stuff. So that's a really good example of one. And the other one that we're really proud of is that we worked with Ocean Spray last year and they're a great client. We did a campaign for them for holiday and they came to us early on and said, we really want to kind of get creative and figure out how to stand out for holiday with our craisins. And so we helped them come up with the campaign. We ended up getting them Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And again, keep in mind, this is all digital, right? Like there was no for Ocean Spray, like this is all digital and PR driven. And so we helped them with that. And then our social team even went as far as helping them with all the social content, how it rolls out on Jesse's channels, how it rolls out on their channels. And we produced the shoot specifically. So, you know, it didn't have to leave our wheelhouse. We were able to manage it and be that one-stop shop for them for all of the things that they needed to get the campaign done. You sound like you're really in the weeds with all of this, or at least you like know every detail when it comes to like what your day-to-day looks like. Give us a snapshot. Oh, depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) Last week I had a day that started at 7.30 and ended at 10 p.m. Just work, straight work. That wasn't Mm -hmm. even kids or anything. My days fluctuate, but I think that I would say, you know, I'm a mom of three boys and they're, and my husband, I have an incredible husband who I am just so lucky for that that we found each other. And, you know, my first job and my most important job is obviously being a wife to him and a mom to my boys. I don't know how I'm so outnumbered. I'm one out of the five of us. And it's a lot. Car rides sometimes are really wild. Sunday sports days sometimes are really wild. And I'm not going to lie, like it does get smelly in the playroom sometimes and I have to remove myself. But, you know, I wouldn't change it. And I feel like, you know, my my days start and end with them, right? They have to. It's important to me that I get up every morning with the kids. I get them up for school. They have breakfast get them out the door, drive them to school, either Rich or I, we take turns. Sometimes we'll go together dependent on our days. And, you know, we drive them every morning. I think it's, it's like my favorite 
20 minutes because I have them in the car and I know that I'm not going to get them again until the end of the day, you know, when, when we're all kind of spent. So, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice start to my day. And then depending on the day, I'll, I'll try to find an hour to work out. And then I am working truly like all day Mm -hmm. from, you know, it usually starts at nine 30 and does not end until, you know, six 30. Sometimes I'll have work dinners that I'll go to. Like I have a work dinner tonight that I'll be at, but again, it's important to me that I'm very present for my family. And so I try Mm -hmm. really, really hard to like set boundaries. Like if I know if I have a dinner on a Tuesday, I'm going to try everything I can to not have a dinner on a Monday or a Wednesday, if that makes sense, you know? so that I can like be home with them. And that that's yeah. my day. I mean, some days are crazy. Like this Thursday, we have a client shoot. So I'll be on set from, you know, 9am until 9pm. Oh Yesterday, I was in my office all day after I, you know, took the kids to school and worked out. I went to the office and I was there till 630. And it was so amazing. I love working from my office. Oh, see, and that's, what's good is like when you're this busy, but you still say like, it's so amazing. Like that goes to show you're doing the right thing. And honestly, just as you're speaking, I'm like, women are fucking incredible. Like the amount that you're able to manage and juggle and prioritize. And I think that is a superpower of women in general is being able to focus on multiple things and give multiple things your attention. I think men are more kind of like, one focal point with your multitasking skill. Is that something that you feel like is just innate or has it been something that you've developed over the years? It is just innate. I was born with it. I'm grateful for whoever gave it to me. I think it was a combination of both my mother and my father because they're both good multitaskers. I thrive multitasking. I thrive busy. When I'm not busy, I lose my mind. I'm like, what's happening? What do I do? How do I answer an email? I don't know. I don't have time for this, but I have all the time in the world, you know? So for me, like multitasking is quite frankly, in my opinion, probably part of the reason why I'm able to do my job. Hmm. You know, as a CEO of a company, I have learned very, very, very quickly, you know, you're the pilot of the ship. So you've got to be multitasking. You've got to be looking at not just, you know, what's the growth strategy? What's the current workload? How are you staffing it? How is your staff doing? What's the morale? You know, where's, where should we improve? What, how do we do that? You know, like you're constantly doing that. And that's what it takes is to be able to multitask. Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been almost hesitant to say it because I don't want it to be true, but I'm in the middle of like some investment properties right now. And while it's really exciting and it's really fun, it's heavy. And I'm feeling like as I get older, the more that I take on this new job, these investments, all these side hustles, it's like, yeah, it is fun. And I do get energy, but like, it's still fucking heavy. And so do you, first of all, do you feel that way? Not really. I don't want to oh. make you feel bad about how, cause, cause again, I'm different. Everyone's different, right? Like, mm-hmm. is it heavy? It is heavy, right? It's resp- you know what it is? It's heavy responsibility. Yeah. That's, that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's heavy responsibility. So like, yeah, are there moments where I'm like, oh my God, I'm responsible for all of this. Like, what have I done? Kind of thing. Like, should I, <laughs> should I like crawl back in my hole or I just know that I'm better suited out of it? you know? And so, and, and you also have to remember like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Truly. What's the worst? What is the worst that's going to happen? You know, like if the worst things that's going to happen is that maybe you're not going to make the return that you thought on it, but you still got the experience and you still got to do something that you loved. Like, okay, 
wor- literally worst case scenario, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so I, easy to say, I need to internalize is. that. Yeah. I try, I try to look at it that way. Like I'll tell our team a lot. I'll be like, we're not saving lives. Mm-hmm. We're, we, we are literally not saving lives. Like I wish we were doing something that was saving people's lives, you know, but we're not, we're helping other people make money and, you know, have a career and all the things. And and those are all great things. But like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we can't take it all too seriously. I will say getting, I'm 42 mm-hmm. and I have more recently been like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, no, I'm an adult and I have like real adult responsibilities. Like I'll have, I actually am more, I get more stressed about the personal responsibility than I, that I bear than the professional responsibility totally. that I bear. You know, like as I get older and my kids get older and I'm like, oh, oh God, you know, or my parents get older or, oh, that one kills you me. know, like yep. those types of things, that stuff, when you start to think about that, that's, that's actually where I get a little bit more anxious than I do about the, the work stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Cause that one is, it's like, it's the people you love. Like, like you said, yeah. the work, yes, it's important and yes, it's fun, but you're not saving lives. But when it's the people that that's all what it comes back to at the end of the day. Like you were saying, like being a mom is your number one thing. And yeah, I can imagine that that would be the heavier piece, but I feel like overall you've got a good, got a good mindset around it. I can tell. The reason I asked that question was actually not to talk about what feels heavy, but like, how do you make sure you still have time for fun and for play and for things that aren't work and hustle? I really cherish my weekends. Like I really try very, very hard not to work on the weekends. And I try to implement that across the board with our teams as well. I mean, listen, if there's something that's timely, obviously I'm going to address it, but I think people have to put boundaries in place. And I really do try to put those boundaries in place on the weekends to just have that downtime to see my friends, to be with the kids. You know, like last weekend, my seven-year-old was like, can we please go to little Tokyo? And like, Hmm. fine. Yes, we're going to do this. (laughs) And I, you know, and, and as much energy as it took to like rally to do it, I'm so glad I did because, you know, it's a memory he's going to have and an experience Mm -hmm. that I got with him that was so great. So it's like, you know, I have to take those moments and I have to take, take that time. I'm also, I also, you know, I'm proactive, right? Like I'm super proactive about making plans with my girlfriends. I have tons Mm. of amazing, amazing, amazing girlfriends that like get me through my life, quite frankly. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we all do a really good job at making sure that we're carving out that time, whether it's going on a girl's trip or doing a girl's dinner or, you know, couples dinners or like whatever it is, we do do that. And we, and I'm, I'm, I'm super proactive about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so important. That's Yeah. But that's one thing that I want to make sure I prioritize as life gets busier, as I can imagine over the next few years, once kids and everything come into the picture, like I think having those close female friendships is just, I cherish my friends so much. I can't imagine drifting apart. Honestly, friends are everything. Even honest, like even just at nine o'clock at night when all my kids are finally in bed, even just doing a FaceTime with two of my girlfriends or a girlfriend, you know, like that goes a long way, especially now with COVID we've had to figure out and people are now like lazier or Mm -hmm. not, I don't want to use the word lazy, but like, it's harder to rally, you know, it's like, Oh, it's Saturday at nine and I'm on my couch and my sweatpants. Fabulous. And I don't have to talk to anyone. (laughs) Amazing. You know, (laughs) (laughs) don't hate it. 
Yeah, totally um, it. Yeah. Okay, let's pivot into our quick hit questions with you. So the goal of these is we keep them pretty quick, but we often ramble. So we'll just see how it goes. Okay. So first one, what trait do you most attribute to your success? I think two things is, can I have two traits? Of course. (laughs) They kind of cross over. Okay. One is being persistent Mm. and the other one is being fearless. Oh, I love it. Okay. I kind of want to hear a story yeah. about well, these. You know, it's just one of the, I mean, it, and I don't realize it in some of the moments that I'm being fearless, that I'm just like tackling things and I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's integrate Mossy Creative and bring social media in, you know, like that just happens so naturally for me. Whereas, you know, it maybe isn't as natural for others and they've got to analyze it and they've got to do the, you know, the pros and the cons and they've got to this and they've got to that. Like for me, I'm just like, well, this makes sense. Let's do it. You know? So I'm just kind of fearless in that way. But Mm -hmm. then I'm also like, I follow that up with persistence of like, no, I'm going to make this happen. Like we have to make this happen. Like Mm -hmm. let's, let's go, you know? And I think that the same thing happened with PR, quite frankly, we were getting so many requests of who do you like as a PR agency? Who would you recommend us to? I'm like, this is silly. Like these Mm -hmm. two skill sets go so hand in hand and we're throwing money out the door. Like we should be able to do this internally. And lucky enough, Holly walked in our door and I was like, oh, praise (laughs) be. And, um, yeah, you know, and, and, um, it just, I think those two things, you you can't operate in fear. I no. think when you operate in fear, your decision-making is clouded. And, you know, that is where I think sometimes people can get tripped up. Hmm. Yeah. And you hold yourself back. Completely. Next quick hit question for you is what gives you energy? I think my children give me energy. Hmm. You know, I don't have a choice. Like I've got <laughs> yeah. to, I have got to have energy no matter what. So my children give me energy and, and quite frankly, the team at BSG is, gives me energy, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, they work so hard, the team at Blended and they're all so great and everyone shows up and represents Blended so well. And so I feel like that gives me energy and to continue to, to work hard as well, you know, cause I don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. That's something that I say to Kelsey all the time too, is that I'm so glad we're doing this podcast together because if it was just me, I probably would have stopped almost a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, By the way, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Like I I had always dreamed of having my own business growing up and I knew I never wanted to do it alone. Like that mm-hmm. I knew. Yeah. So, you know, when I when I met Sherry and we, you know, had this the same rhythm and like we just kind of you know, she got my style, I got her style and we just started cranking. I was like, Oh, Hmm. we could do this together, you know? And, and it was refreshing to know that I had and somewhat relieving to know that like, it didn't all fall on me. Right. Like that we, that I Mm -hmm. have her and she is me and that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Next question. What advice do you have for your younger self? You know, I get asked this a lot and it's funny because I just celebrated a birthday and my girlfriends surprised me for lunch and they're like, let's go around the table and tell Allie our favorite mm. trait about her. And I'm like, let's not, you know, and they're, like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, let's, it'll be fun. I'm like, fine. And one of them was like, you're just so positive and you're just, you try 
to always just be so positive and so supportive. And I was like, gosh, I don't remember being like that when I was in my, when I was like 25. And they're like, no, because you're 42. Like you've had a lot of years to get there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 42. I'm not 25 anymore. So I feel like (laughs) if I could go back in time, I wish I would have just maybe been a little less abrasive when I was younger, Mm. you know, I was like, I was bullish. Like I, I, but a part of it was that I had to like fight for myself, you know, like I had to prove myself. So I think that, that a lot of that came in my younger years, but if I could do it again, I would definitely tell myself like, it's going to be okay. You don't have to be so crazy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I, I get that though, because you don't know, you don't see the bigger picture at 25, right? That's the whole point. And so, um, are there certain things that you like kind of regret being so bullish on? Like, are there specific instances where that applies? Um, no, I don't think there's specific instances. I think just, you know, you have to remember too, like that set the tone for who, how I'm totally, how, how I'm perceived in the business as well. And Mm -hmm. back then when I was working for the family business for my father and, you know, having, working with a bunch of different people across different, you know, record labels, PR companies, agencies, media companies, you know, I think like it did set the tone. I'm sure there's people that you'll talk to from those years that'll be like, oh yeah, she's a total bitch. And they haven't talked to me for 20 years. And if they talk to me now, they'd be like, oh, that's a different Allison. You know, I mean, I would Mm -hmm. hope that they would acknowledge that there's some evolution in that. And, and I do think that some of that comes with time and age and all of, and, and, and perspective and experience. But I, I don't, I, you know, I just wish maybe I was a little bit nicer. Mm in certain areas, just negotiating or, you know, yep, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good lesson to learn. I feel like everyone gets it to is. that point at a certain point and it's oftentimes when people feel more confident about themselves, they know they don't have to push as hard. And that's such like yeah. a beautiful, enlightened realization. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and that's why it does come with time and it does come with right. success because you do start gaining that credibility and people then are like, oh, okay, she's actually not just the daughter of, she actually knows her shit and she's built Mm -hmm. something cool and she's smart. And, you know, it's just like, and and it's not that I want all of those, that credibility or those accolades from people. It's more that I want it for myself and and I want to be able to be proud of who I am and the work that I've done and, you know, what I'm going to leave for Mm -hmm. my kids even, you know, I want them to be proud of, of, whatever legacy I leave behind. Oh, that is the ultimate motivation. Yeah. Do I know. You, One of my kids asked me if they could work for Blended when they grew up. I'm like, Stop. absolutely. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so cute. So sweet. Man, I love when moms kill it. I just feel like the example you're setting is out of this world. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's all moms. It's all working moms out there. You know, we have currently at Blended, we have three pregnant women and one woman who's just back from maternity. And, you know, someone said to me like, Oh, are you so annoyed? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm thrilled actually, (laughs) you know, like, because the, the work is the work, you know, and the, and, and the work will get done regardless. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's like the fact that there's a place that we, we've we created that women can come and have babies and have a career. I'm, st- I'm We're going to put, I have like the changing table from my three boys that I literally just changed out recently and a rocking chair. And I'm going to put it in one of the offices 
in our office. Cause like, you know, even today an SVP came to have lunch with me and she brought her little girl, her three month old baby, you know, like, yeah. You know, and then the baby was crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, about what? Like, what are you sorry Mm -hmm. for? I was like, if I could nurse your baby, I would. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, like we have to, you know, that that's why we're, we're powerful. Super women is like, we have the babies and that's not going to stop us from, Mm -hmm. from achieving our goals and setting, you know, showing, especially for me, I have three boys. Like, I'm not just going to sit around and not show them what work ethic is, you know, like my, my parents instilled that into me at a very early age and they both still work. Um, and quite frankly, they don't need to, and they do. My dad works harder than anyone I've ever met Mm -hmm. in my entire life. I yell at him sometimes where I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? (laughs) So it's important, I think, to set that example for our children too, as women, to show them that how powerful we are and what we're capable of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we get some like all-star blended strategy employees in a couple of years, that's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. If we can get some, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I will see. We'll see. My youngest like says he's going to be a YouTuber, which frightens me to oh know, to another like level. I'm like, oh, that is like the dream career these days. It's crazy it how it's you, shifted. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, we were in a meeting yesterday with a client in our office and there was they, everyone was going around introducing themselves and this one girl introduced herself and she said, hi, my name is so-and-so and I have been here for a year and I've built out the entire ambassador program and influencer program and da 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 And like, I have 20 people on my team and it was this incredible introduction. And I literally was like, I just have to tell you that there was no such thing as an influencer when I was growing up. I was like, so the fact that like you, that there's jobs now, people are, aren't even going to college. Like there's people, you know, who are influencers at such early ages and, and it's a full career path and it's wild to me. I mean, my business is built on it too. So I'm so grateful that this has become a path to success for some people. Yeah. Totally. I just love it. So I work in creator marketing too. And I just love that it gives so many people options. It's like, there is no, you have to go get one type of job, stick with it for the next 40 years of your life and like never feel fulfilled. Like this whole creator economy is just opening so many doors, even outside of just content creation. I just love that. It's kind of like decentralizing everything. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, and disrupting everything, which is like super hard to navigate sometimes, but we're getting there. (laughs) We're getting there one step at a time. Okay. Allison, we have a final question for you. Tell me. This podcast is called They Get It. Who do you think gets it? Oh God. Who do I think (laughs) gets it? I I, I know that this question was going to be asked and I've actually been thinking about it. Can I, can I make you feel a lot better? We literally had someone come on and they were like, you know who gets it? Whales. And we're like, the animal? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay, if that's really what you want your final answer to be, that's fine. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. You know who gets it? I got it. I'm going to tell you. Let's hear it. Jen Atkin <gasps> fucking gets it. We she love Jen. absolutely gets it. Yeah. She fucking gets yeah. it on all accounts. She yeah, really does. She's been a client of ours for six and a half years. She was yeah. the first talent client that we signed beyond the roster that I brought over from my prior career that yeah. I still work with. And 
literally she just gets it. She gets, she walks the walk. She talks the talk. She gets it all. She gets the service business. She gets social media. She gets friendships. She gets parenting. She gets mental health. She gets across the board. She gets it all. She knows how to walk the walk and talk the talk. And I'm so grateful to her for leaning into me and Sherry as managers and brand leaders with her and me and brand managers with her. And, And I feel so lucky to call her a partner and a friend and a client and, you know, she really does just get it. Wow. Yeah. I love that answer. I mean, obviously I don't know her personally, but she's one of my favorite people I follow in social because yeah, she keeps it so real. Yeah. Oh, she great does. answer. Yeah. And by the way, so it's Jen Atkin and Wales. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Maybe dolphins. So good. Dolphins get it too. They're just like there you go. chilling, you know, beautiful <laughs> Just swimming. I'm like, ah, oh, that must be nice. You know what? We're gonna we're yeah. gonna call Jen. We're gonna be like, Allison compared you to majestic dolphins. That's a compliment. Here you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, Allison, it. this has been a blast. Honestly, yeah, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. This was so good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and being proactive about getting me on here. I'm glad it was able to work out. And I wish you two ladies all the luck and please reach out to me directly ever, always anything just for a chat, for a hello, for anything. I love making new friends and just being, you know, a resource to people. So whatever we can ever work on together, please reach out. Oh, Allison, you are such a gem. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much. How much do we love Allison? I think The thread of that interview in general was just that as you become more successful, you can pull other people up with you. You can support other people. And it's important not to lose that. I think that's what so much gratification comes from in having success is being able to help other people reach that level. And it's just so admirable. And I, I just love that approach to business in general. Yeah. I actually, okay, this is kind of unrelated, but related, I promise. I was listening to a podcast with Robert Greene and Ryan Love Holiday. And Ryan Holiday is, I was this on the Skinny I Confidential? Like, talk about a power. Yes, I need to yes, listen to that one. Literally. It's such a good episode. Everyone go download it right now. But anyway, so he was talking, Ryan Holiday was like Robert Greene, like the father of psychology and human dynamics. Like, this is amazing that I get to work with you. And Robert's like, when you get to a certain age and you've accomplished a ton in your life, you no longer need accomplishment. Mm -hmm. You're like, you get to this point where you're ready to give back. And kind of to your point, when it comes to Allison, like the idea that she would accommodate all of the moms in her company, that she would offer, you know, to help other entrepreneurs and just bring other people up that shows that like, she's at this comfortable Mm -hmm. level of her accomplishment. And I, I just think that's a lesson for everyone out there. There's a time to give and there's a Mm -hmm. time to take. Exactly. Exactly. And you can do both at the same time, I think. I feel like we're still taking, but we're still trying to give wherever we can, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Give us an opportunity to give. We will do it. They just don't come by as often as the takes. But someday they will, and I'm excited for that day. Yes. And hold me accountable if you're listening to this and it's 10 years later or 15 years later. I hope I'm nice. Yeah. I hope I'm kind. You will be. I'll make sure of it. (laughs) We'll just turn your mic off if you start getting mean. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody, everybody, we're going to close out this episode. If you liked this content, if you like our podcast in general, why don't you let us know on Spotify? They recently released the ability to rate podcasts. Unfortunately, no reviews yet, so don't get tripped up if you're looking for that. Just jump on, search They Get It, toss us a a rating, and that will help us become discoverable to a whole bunch of new people so that we can keep bringing this content to you each and every week. Exactly. And until next week, have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Bay Media with technical production by Burke Johnson. 